Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Paddle and Fan Podcast, the Bass Fishing for Noobs segment, where we try to improve our skills as an angler by learning new techniques or improving the ones we already know. I'm your host, Ryan Milford. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20, and save 20% off your jig order. Welcome back to Bass Fishing for Noobs on the Paddle and Fin Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Milford. And today we, uh, you know, we haven't had one of the host interviews to see what their favorite fishing techniques and stuff on for a while. So I wanted to do that and you know, what better way to do that than bring on one of the newest hosts here at Paddle and Finn. You know, we got Dustin Nichols. Uh, he came on here. He's going to share, you know, some of his favorite bass techniques. And, you know, maybe we can get some secrets out of him. Some of those Texas bass. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man, glad to, glad to join you on this uh, this segment here. And, uh, man, we're going to dive right in and uh i'll try and share some of the stuff i like i'm not gonna give away too much nah i'm kidding uh, <laughs> you know uh I, I we always like to help you know other anglers out here too in texas we've got a couple of um, local trails that, that we kind of use that as a benefit to you know kind of share some knowledge and stuff like that so it's always a plus to for people just starting out to kind of kind of help you know it's a good thing good thing going on good thing hello you know, let's let's start out like what what's one of your favorite techniques that you like to use? Um, man, no matter what time of year, man, if I could throw top water, I throw top water all the time. You know, <laughs> I, would, I would. I just love that that explosiveness of the of the, the the reaction strikes and the strikes you get and all that. But um, Dude, top you know, water hits are awesome. <laughs> yeah, no matter it be a frog or if you got schooling fish. Um, you know, shad spawn and they're, and they're busting shad and you throw in like a, say a, a walking bait or something like a Berkeley drift walker or something. Those things are excellent baits, you know, to throw when you, when you, the conditions present themselves in the right way. Um, but yeah, I love, I love power fishing, man. I, I like to get after it and, and move and punch baits. I like, if I can find, um, you know, scattered coontail or hydrilla, I like to throw chatter baits and, and, and and slow roll it through the grass and kind of let the grass hang up on the grass and just kind of twitch it out real quick and usually them fish are going to slam it coming out like that and that, that's a good technique you know after um after the spawn you know when they uh when they're fry garters and stuff and there's you know there's bluegill bedding and and they're trying to eat the bass fry and then stuff like that you know i, I kind of like kind of like you know power fishing that's kind of my go-to like punching hydrilla mats and and uh you know, with little creature baits and, and then, um, just moving, covering water like that. And then, you know, then the chatter bait, you know, I, I've, 
you know, everybody's like chatterbait, chatterbait, vibrating jig, whatever. Um, but man, that thing, that thing's come in clutch a lot of times for me. So that's probably, you know, burning a chatterbait. You can do it so many ways. You can kind of yo-yo it in the grass. You can, um, you know, you can just, you know, work uh, weed lines down down reeds or anything, and you can fish it in the heavier, heavier like matted grass and stuff too along the edge. Um, the kind of clumps here and there, kind of rip it through the submergent stuff. So, you know, a chatterbait you can do a lot with. So I, I actually like that. <laughs> yeah, man, I've yet to get a fish on a chatterbait. Granted, I haven't used it a whole lot, but, uh, you know, my very first episode with Paddle and Finn, I interviewed Brad, uh, and, you know, he gave tips on chatterbait. And I've been using the stuff that he, he said, and I'm not saying he's wrong or anything, you know, he, he's had success doing what, what he's done and all that, but man, for the life of me, I just can't get on to hit it. I've, I've tried like long rock walls. I've tried around wood structure, mm-hmm. used it in muddy water. Cause they say like that vibration kind of yes. bring them, but man, I've tried a diff- couple different colors. I just had a hard time with it. Yeah, uh, and I just I just like to to target you know you know the the riprap and the uh, any kind of like bulkheads or I throw it along um, the boat docks along the bank and stuff. I've I've had good success doing that, but but uh, you know my favorite is that that submergent vegeta- vegetation fishing over the top of hydrilla beds or fishing it through coontail grass and all that kind of stuff. Um, if you can yeah. find some grass, that's where it, uh, that's where it, I feel it shines also, you know. And see, I, I don't see a whole lot of grass in the areas that I fish, mm-hmm. but I also, you know, I, I would assume a lot of that, like, deeper grass, you know, you got to have, like, a, uh, like a decent fish finder, you know, maybe yes. that would help finding stuff. Yes. And, you know, I haven't got that yet, but uh, I, I should have one pretty soon, so. So I'm, I'm excited about that, and you know, I'm I'm finally going to be able to see what's on the bottom. You know, maybe see a couple fish. I got to figure out how to use the thing first. But <laughs> it, it's a big help to have a good graph. You know, a good fish finder um, with the down scan capabilities or side scan. You know, I started out with a little um, Garmin Striker Four Pro. You know, and just kind of started from there. Um, I, I knew I, enough about fish finders from fishing in bass boats back when I was younger to kind of understand again, you know, kind of reprogram it and, and, and change the settings for, for what a kayak, cause you're, you're actually covering water a little slower. So you got, you got to tweak some settings and, and all of them are different. You know, Ray Marine, uh, Garmin, Lowrance, Hummingbird, they're all different. You know, you all got to tweak a little bit stuff, a different, you know, tweak stuff a little bit differently. Um, so yeah, that's a that's a big plus to have a good graph and be able to pick up uh, the grass and then the color changes for the for the type of bottom because um, there's a lot of lakes you'll be able to find um, shell you know like the freshwater mussels uh, by color you know you kind of learn that bottom color change on your graph and you can kind of know when you're across a shell bed and for some reason man over here on some lakes over here we the fish gravitate to those shell beds you know. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it, it, is that something that's you know pretty like uh, what, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Like, is that something that's pretty common like throughout the country, or is that something like? Yeah, pretty... I, I would think it, it 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 comes into play on other bodies of water too. I know some tournaments <laughs> here and there. I've watched you know through Bassmaster FLW. They'll they'll some of the guys will target the shell beds and stuff and be throwing hair jigs or some. Uh, Carolina okay. rig or something over that, yes. So you know, yes, it's common to have those those in other bodies of water throughout the nation. I'm sure. All right. Yeah, I, I really don't know the bodies of of water that I fish too well. You know, mm-hmm. I'm slowly picking up on it, and I'm sure I'll learn it a lot better once I get me a decent fish finder. But uh, yeah, I just, just blank. Uh-oh. <laughs> nah, yeah. But, like yeah, fish fighter. That's a that's a big plus. I mean, because you know when you're a bank fisherman and you're just walking around, you just kind of target in you know lay downs and stuff like that. If you can access some bodies of water by the bank, but you know being in that kayak, you know you're you're out there, you're covering more water, and it, it's just a it's just a plus if you, if you haven't really 
uh, been on that body of water before in a boat, you say fishing from a boat with a fish finder and kind of know some spots or, or going online and, you know, it's, it's, you can also use those, uh, on the Bassmasters website. They has, uh, has Navionics maps on there of, of a lot of lakes, or you can go to the, um, Navionics actually website and, uh, they have, uh, the topographic maps and all that that you can kind of, kind of check out too ahead of time before you go fish on them lakes and kind of look at some of the bottom contour and structure. And a lot of times it does have the, the submergent or emergent grass labeled in the sections. See, something I, I have been trying to do lately is I, I, I got Navionics on my phone mm-hmm. and I've been kind of trying to check that out. You know, I'm still yeah. trying to figure a lot of the stuff on it out. But uh, yeah, I, I, that's pretty cool. I can pretty much show, show you, you know, it shows like the water depth in certain places mm-hmm. and stuff. You know, that's going to change based on rain and all that. But yes. it gives you a general idea. Yes, it does. Depending on, you know, certain reservoirs, you know, raise and lower the levels depending on summer pool and winter pool levels. You know, you can give or take a, some, 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 you know, five, three to five foot or so, something like that. But, yeah, that's what, when I first started bass fishing out of a kayak, I had that little small Garmin and I would have my, I'd have my phone out, you know, marking, you know, on the Navionics, just like you said. I'd have yeah. the Navionics on my phone up on a little holder, you know, on my console. And I'd have that little Garmin, which didn't have lake maps on it. All it did was have a, a line. So I couldn't read the, the depth changes either. I could just see it on the graph itself on the fish finder portion. But the map portion of that Garmin starting out, I didn't have any of I just just... It did have GPS capability, but it didn't load maps. You just had a line to trace. You could actually mark waypoints and still find them. So that's what I would do. I'd go find the that the water I wanted to find and find the ledge or find the you know just the area I wanted to be in and mark you know. But I the, the Navionics on the phone definitely helped out. So if you don't have a, a you know if you're just starting out and you're just using a smaller you know smaller Garmin or Humminbird or something that. That, that Navionics app d- uh, does come in handy. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, what I ended up ordering is the Lorentz Hook 2 4X. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it, it was cheaper, but, uh, but you know, it's definitely going to be better than what I got now. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm excited about it. Got to get it all set up when it comes in. Uh But yeah, so uh, right now with it getting cooler, you know, I'm, I think y'all stay a little warmer out there in Texas. But yes, sir. Be, be, being a little cooler right now, um, you know, where where are you finding the bass right now? Or uh, I fished. Uh, I fished Friday morning. I went and and uh, pre-fished a lake. We have a tournament coming up this next weekend. It's a so, uh, Toads for Toys, it's a charity tournament, you know, toy drive tournament. And uh, Dirty H fishing team out of Houston is putting it on on the lake, uh, Lake Fayette, which is a power plant lake. So, uh, water temperature the other day there was 63 degrees, which is, uh, we had a pretty, pretty hardcore Arctic blast this week at the beginning of the week. Um, I mean, it was down, it was down around 30, 29 or 30 degrees up there and uh, had frost a couple two or three nights, you know, so that's, that's, that's a pretty good blast for this time of year. But, you know, I was finding fish in earlier in the morning. It was kind of slow. It, it was the high barometric barometric pressure was pretty high. Um, I went out to found target some humps. Uh, there was some water in the 13 to 15 foot range. It was surrounded by some deeper water and I found some little humps and I was throwing a, a drop shot, which is not one of my favorite ways to fish. Cause it's slow, tedious. I mean, I got the patience to do it. I'd, I'd rather fish shallow with a, with a weightless Cinco than throw a drop, drop shot deep. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, but that's I the saw, way I found the fish. I found the fish. I was throwing a Ned rig. I threw a little, um, finesse jig with a pocket crawl trailer and caught a few fish doing that, dragging it real slow. Also, um, that was earlier in the morning. Yes. You know, I've never, used a drop shot before but uh, i saw some on instagram the other day that it's kind of a 
kind of a play on a drop shot that I, I'm probably going to end up trying because I thought it looked pretty cool. And it's pretty simple, too. But what they did, they took an offset hook mm-hmm. and uh, put a split ring on the eye and then yes. took took a drop shot weight and put it on that split ring mm-hmm. and, you know, just rig it up like that. Yeah. Uh, I, have you heard of that before? I've never seen anybody do that before. I guess it's it's almost like a the Tokyo rig would be something a little bit similar, um, being that it does have a like a little split ring with a little swivel with a little wire that's about four inches long that you just stick a couple bullet weights on there and just okay. cr- and it bend it upwards and it's got a nice it, it's got the kind of same deal. It's about four inches off the bottom, you know, kind of something similar to that. But no, I hadn't heard just to go in a split a, a split ring straight to a drop shot weight. Um, yeah, I, I used, thought it was pretty cool. Uh, what is it? Swagger has some has some that kind of like you slide your your line through the little ring and it kind of pinches down on it, so you can kind of move it, or you know, you lose your weight sometimes instead of losing your hook and everything. Uh, I, I like. Uh, VMC has some hooks that I like to use for a drop shot. I don't really, man, if I find them deep like that, sometimes I'm going to throw that little finesse jig. I'd rather fish that than that drop shot. But sometimes, you know, the bite dictates what you're going to throw. Like a Nico rig, I like to throw that too. Have you had a chance to, to explain that? It's a, it's a wacky rim, wacky rigged uh, Cinco, and then use a nail weight on the head of it where it kind of pops up right, kind of stays upright. Yeah, I, I haven't used it. Uh, Jackson Orr, when I interviewed him, he he touched on it some. Yeah. Uh, I I can't remember how in depth he went on it, but you know he he was explaining it basically a wacky rig with the nail in there, and you know it's kind of a faster way of fishing a wacky rig. Yeah, and you can get it down deeper too, and and you know I fished it you know in twelve thirteen foot of water and, and done pretty good with it. Um, have fun with that one sometimes. You know, I fished that one just a little bit faster than that that drop shot. But uh, yeah, most of the time I'm gonna drag a Carolina rig, or I'm gonna. I like I like some little finesse finesse jigs with a. I mean, they take a little longer to get down than them big big heavy football jigs, but sometimes they want that that smaller presentation this time of year. They're being picky. <laughs> they were being yeah. picky. The, they were being picky the other day. I had seven bites all day, landed five. I did land five fish. The biggest was twenty and a quarter. Um, that's so, a good day for me. <laughs> yeah, I think I had I had eighty a little. I think I had eight right at eighty six inches, um, which is tough. For I don't know that that lake I I get in the mid nineties <laughs> sometimes. You know, it's just this time of year. It's it, it's tough. We had a rollover. The lake rolled over in September from the you know summertime. That water temps in the upper nineties sometimes. You know, because it is a power plant lake. Oh, yeah, and, and they're generating heat, generating um, heat from the exchangers at the cooling towers at the at the plant for the discharge, and they're drawing it back in. You know, so it's a lot hotter at the discharge that time of year. But they had they had a, a, a small fish kill. Mainly it was a lot of shad and, and tilapia, bluegill, uh, but there was some there was some bass found. You know, that had passed, and, and, you know, and that does affect it. You know, affect the lake a little bit. So yeah, definitely. Um, but one thing, you know, just off the top of my head when you're saying that is sounds like a lot of the bait fish were killed. So it's, it's you know, you said some bass died, but if it wasn't a great amount, like it, it what, how good was the bite at, after that? Because it seems like it'd be harder for them to, uh, to find food if I'll, a lot of the bait I, fish were killed. I know it was fishing better a, a couple weeks ago. Um, that uh i haven't fished it since i think the last time i fished it was in june <laughs> so well, yeah so I, went fish, I, fished, <laughs> I fished it in, i fished it in may and june for you know a couple of the monthly challenges try to get get some numbers up in there and qualify for that that kbf national championship <laughs> so yeah oh man <laughs> I, I wish that I would have, you know, at least signed up for KBF this year and <laughs> and like did monthly challenges and tried, you know, my best just to get into that because Gunnersville, it's like 
two and a half hours away from me or something like that. And so that that would have been Man. pretty cool, be pretty close to home. Uh, yeah, that I'm excited to go over there. Like I said, I I fished my first monthly challenge in May. And I went out on Fayette and put up like 95.75 inches like the first day I went and fished. And that was my first monthly challenge I'd ever done. Um, I've really just started bass tournaments last year in January. Um, I'd been saltwater tournaments all the time, saltwater chasing redfish in the marsh and everything. That's my segment, by the way, on Paddle and Finn is, is chasing the tide. Um, and, and I was big time saltwater, always been. I've always been, loved bass fishing, though. That's, you know, when I was 10, 11, 12, that's all I did, ride around the neighborhood ponds and fish. And I was watching, you know, Roland Martin in the, in the mornings, Jimmy Houston, Hank Parker, all them outdoor shows. And and I was like, man, I'm going to be I'm gonna be bass. I'm going to be pro bass fishing when I get older. And then he's like, no, what happened? <laughs> oh, went to the Marine Corps. <laughs> you know, didn't get to make the big shots on the, on the TV, on the bass pro tour and all that, whatever. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, – it's a good time though, man. I I like chasing the fish, but like I said, I, I did that fish that monthly challenge in May, and then I happened to have a couple other tournaments around Texas and and put up put up some pretty good fish, um, and was able to finish fourth and and qualify my first time doing a monthly challenge, which was pretty cool. Yeah, it's so, pretty sweet. Yeah, I had I had a couple good good fish that month i mean i still didn't do great i mean i had like 104 105 inches and still got fourth you know which is crazy yeah that's well i I know it's been a while do you happen to remember what first said i think it was 112 (laughs) yeah so that that's like an average of 23 inches oh yeah Or, or no just under 23 yeah, because I had a twenty-two and a half, a couple twenty-one and a halfs on the board that for that one, and it was, you know, I was like, man, I I was all stoked. I had some good fish, and you know, it's just like, man, this one guy Derek Miller and then this kid Brian Howell that uh, Brian Howell uh, won the the Hobie Bass Open on fork or second. No, he got second, right? He won the uh, sure. he won the trail one of them. Yeah, he he he's been a kid that's came on real strong in Texas. He moved here from California. Um, you know, he he'd be a good kid to have on here. You know, one of that that young generation too, man. He he he's been fishing really good over here. Yeah, my tournament on here sometime. Yeah, yeah, he's he's done real well. Um, you know what you were saying about like you know being a kid, being like oh, I want to be a professional bass fisherman and all that, man. I really don't think, even if I was good enough, I, I don't think I'd I'd want to do that. Like, <laughs> as a kid, you know, stuff like that's cool. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, I I, I used to, you know, I I still pick around on guitar and stuff like that now and then. But I used to play it like every day when I was a teenager, and was like, oh, I want to get a rock band and you know get famous. Blah blah. I'm like, like no. Uh, when you get older and you know you're faced with reality and all that like yeah like with me with as far as what i was saying with the fishing thing you know i i feel like that would kind of kill my love for the sport is you know having to do it in order to get a paycheck like got to perform well or yeah you, know, you got to put in the work the man yeah it, it's definitely you're definitely putting in some work on that side of it too not only do you fish that, you got all the obligations to all your sponsors, and yeah, and you know they're 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 pretty busy also, you know. And I mean, a lot of them have their family with them on the road or whatever, RVs, which is cool too. But man, yeah, they put in a lot of work, you know. And it's that's you know me, I, I never thought I'd be, you know, representing you know Jackson. I, I fish for Jackson Kayak or Jackson Adventures. Um, I never thought I'd be running around and 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 you know having sponsors and, and trying to do stuff too. Um, luckily I, I came up through, um, surfing and skateboarding and I had had sponsors and I have a couple that carried over with me to, to fishing. I have a, a company that supported me for a while called fuel clothing co. They make some 
pretty sweet socks and crazy socks and <laughs> and hats and sweat sweatshirts and they they hooked me up you know uh shane it owns has always been good to me my surfing and skateboarding days and he doesn't mind me crossing over and still throwing some hashtags his way and stuff for the fishing <laughs> right on yeah i'm i'm still uh out of the whole sponsor game <clears throat> you know maybe in the future but uh yeah i, I don't want to be you know if i'm gonna do that mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm the type i'm gonna go all out with it or, yeah. or like I'm I'm gonna do a good job advertising for whoever I'm sponsor or pro staff with whatever you right, want. Right. So I I don't want one where it's like they'll take pretty much anybody and you know here's right. ten fifteen percent. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't want that. Give you a discount code and all that kind of stuff. You know I I want to be with for somebody just starting out, just trying to get into something like that. It's, it's it's gotta be something for me it's gotta be something i've already used and it's tried and true like jackson i was already fishing out of jackson's for a couple of years and that's what i had stuck with or that's with uh you know baits and you know this company caden lures hooks me up with some soft plastic saltwater side and you know I, I had been using some of their stuff and tried it out and i was like man they, these things work I, I can i can handle representing this you know yeah it's not it's not that uh, same thing with the rods I use. They're built locally, and I fish with Waterloo's forever. And it's like, man, I wouldn't, I wouldn't just jump on a bandwagon just because they're offering me a 20 percent off code, and, and just so I could have that badge on my sleeve. Uh, I'd rather, you know, represent somebody that I've already used a, a product I've already used and know that work, you know, know works well. You know. Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. Like, uh, like Jig Masters that mm-hmm. you know sponsor of our show like i i love representing them you know with with the show and everything because i use their jigs I, yes i i like the jigs i've caught my personal best off of it i've caught several other fish off of it i know they work good good quality Dude, and all yes. that so you know something like that you know I, I i like but like you said you know i ain't gonna just to say that I've got a sponsor, I'm not going to yeah. just take anybody, right. you know? Right. I know a lot of people, there, there's a lot of them out there that do that. They're just like, you know, if I'm putting somebody up on my, you know, sending something out and, and rep- you know, recommended something, it's something I've used and it's tried and true. I'm not going to throw some smoke and mirrors up, you know? I, I don't agree with that. <laughs> but, man, yeah, and- I... I we've talked about it in paddle and fin before yeah you know there are certain scenarios where you know that kind of sponsorship is okay like if you're traveling around and doing a bunch of tournaments and stuff like that you know that you know 10 15 20 percent adds up over time when you're using that product quite a bit but for me where i'm for now i'm just a fun fisherman i plan on doing some tournaments next year Mm -hmm. So for me, you know, that's not really worth it to me. Yeah, just just like you're saying, travel around, do a tournaments, and then like you're you're just gonna get started. You know, start start at that grassroots, that local, that local tournament level. There's a lot of uh, you know Facebook groups of of some of the clubs that that'll have their local tournaments, and they'll be smaller, and that's just good to get your your feet wet in. You know, that's a good thing because uh, just like me, I mean, I'll go fish some of the local trails too and uh and really have enjoyed the camaraderie and the, you know visiting with everybody and then you know if, if you do well and stuff you know i know on some of the the stuff when i was fishing last year it, you know the guys you know they'll share hey man i was working i was doing this or you know i caught them on a chatterbait over deep grass or i was punching hydrilla you know we i was working they were all on dead wood they wasn't on the, the good stuff you know and it, everybody tries to share some stuff to a certain degree you know not yeah. everybody's gonna give away all their secrets you know, but but most most everybody's pretty open to, to to helping some of the new people out. You know, it's it's a good thing. Yeah, and I I did plan on doing that. I was planning on trying to work in. You know, we got a KBFTN here around the Nashville area, uh-huh. and uh, I planned on you know trying to get to some of those, and then mm-hmm. I was uh, I was wanting to hit the uh, KBF. I believe it's 
called the Southeastern region. Mm-hmm. You know, with all all the tournaments are within like four or four and a half hours from from me. You know, one in Georgia, one in Knoxville, one up on Kentucky Lake, and then close it down in Wheeler. Um, well, Steve Owens was just on the show with the Tennessee Valley Kayak Angers. Is that the one? Um, KA? Is there is there some events close by to you on that trail also? Uh, no, I, I, I think he or was. This all? I think he was in Chattanooga. He's Chattanooga. It's a yeah, little further. I, yeah. I, uh, I'm closer to Nashville. I'm about 40 miles south, okay. south of Nashville. So we, the closest one to me is KBFTN. You know, they do uh, mm-hmm. events on Percy Priest Lake and mm-hmm. uh, and Old Hickory. From from what I saw, that's the two lakes they kind of stick around. But, you know, they are kind of affiliated with the uh, – oh, I forget his name, the guy you just mentioned. Yeah, but they are Steve kind of Owens. affiliated with that yeah, – from what I got from it, they all come together uh, at the end of the year and do like a state championship between oh, yeah. them and several other clubs. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a, that's one thing I can say to all the, the, the new anglers out there just getting into kayak bass fishing is just, just find that local club, man, and, and, and get in on that camaraderie. And, and that's what it's all about, you know, meeting new, meeting new friends and, and hanging out and then and then you can go on and jump up to the next level and start, you know, getting a little more confident in your fishing and, and you know, hanging out. And then you carpool with everybody and go to tournaments a little bit further out and you kind of move up. You know, that's, that's part of it, you know, growing just like the the, grow, the growth of the the growth of kite vision starts grassroots. You know, it, it does. Um, and I can't say enough about those local clubs, man. Yeah, I, mean, I can't I can't wait for that. I definitely want to start meeting more anglers in my area. So I mm-hmm. definitely want to hit up those local clubs, you know, maybe meet some friends there, have more yep. fishing buddies. Oh yeah. And uh might learn a thing or two from that. Yep. More time on the water. Just like everything else, you know, you're going to play, play football. <laughs> you're going to practice and it's just like you're going to fish. You get more time on the water. It's better for you. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I just oh, I just love fishing, man. <laughs> I, I feel you. I, I suck at it, but I love it too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not called catching. I know they say that all the time, but that's exactly. I mean, there's days. Yesterday in in, you know, I had a rough day in the tournament, saltwater tournament. Yesterday, I had a I had a pretty rough day. Um, decided not to fish my local area, which is about three hours from the weigh-in. I would have had to make a long haul, but I had a little less fishing time. But I was on some pretty good speckled trout where I would have been in the running for, like, the, the big trout pot. Um, it was a flounder tournament, two flounder, little flatfish uh, with two eyes on one side, ugly little boogers, but they taste really good. <laughs> but uh, we, we chose to, to fish a, a, a section of the marsh that was uh, – you know, that had been really productive for my friend, my teammate. That I usually fish redfish tournaments with, and then uh, man, the fish just—I call undersized redfish. I call some flounder that were undersized. They just weren't there like they had been. Uh, the, the tide was abnormally low. It kind of was about a foot lower than projected, so it kind of drained a little more of the areas I wanted to target a little faster than what we would have liked. So, man, it's just—it's humbling. Fishing is humbling sometimes. Uh, no matter how experienced an angler you are, starting out to a professional. I mean, them guys get some, they get humbled sometimes. I mean, it don't always go your way, you know, but then you have those magical days that, that it's just like, man, you can't do nothing wrong. It's just that they jumping in the kayak with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if I've had any of those days yet. You know, I, I should be about about do mine it'll happen it will happen it will happen you know i've been doing pretty good uh here for a while now and then a couple weeks ago i went out to a spot that you know i i've been doing really good at and i got like one bite all day and i didn't get any fish in the boat and it really frustrated me i usually go like every other week and uh but last weekend I told my wife, like, I, I need to go fishing. I need to get back out there and redeem myself. Yeah. And uh, I actually ended up catching my 
new personal best smallmouth, which I haven't caught many smallmouth, so it, it wasn't anything, you know, crazy. It was it was like a seventeen incher, but uh, that's awesome. the The best part about it was the fight because I caught it on on a Ned rig, on yes, me, medium light rod with yeah. six pound test. Oh yeah, and and dude, this thing was What's going in, crazy. Uh, in some current in a river with a little bit of current because man that or was it in a, a it, area lake it, it was in a river there wasn't a whole lot of current uh yeah. in that river but one of the best parts is I'm, I'm right up against this rock wall and i'm right at this curve this pretty sharp curve and there was a boat coming pretty quick about to come around that curve and uh when they got up to the curve and they saw me they slowed down real quick and I turned and I looked at him, and that's about the time he took he grabbed it and took off running with it. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, so I set the hook, and that dude sit there and watched me reel in this fish. And man, that that pole was just bent over, over yeah. running all under my kayak and everything. Oh, yeah. I got him up there and netted him, and uh, and that dude started talking to me and everything. So I, I don't know, it's it a cool experience, you know, fun fight and everything. Only my second fish ever on a Ned rig. So. Oh, yeah. That, that's that's a good bait this time of year. I didn't throw one of those the other day, and I probably should have been throwing one of those, creeping it along. Um, those, those are those are good baits this time of year. I like to downsize just a little bit, yeah. But, yeah, I, I, uh, speaking of smallmouth, like you were talking about, the, the fight of them fish was insane. I got to, at a, you know, I got to catch some last year in October. I was up in Tennessee around the Rock Island State Park, Rock Island Park State Park, um, around where the near the Jackson Kayak Factory, and went up for the Dealer Summit, hang out, and have some good times up there, and uh, got to catch some, targeting some some rock ledges and stuff with a with a jig, and man, just them fish are ferocious, man. Them things are they fight, you know. We do have some in Texas. I just hadn't had the chance to 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 catch any. There's some around the San Marcos area. Um, I know there's some in OHIV. We fished up there. Uh, I had planned on fishing the tournament up there this year, and then some stuff happened with work and couldn't make it. But while we were there, my buddy caught a 19 and a half inch smallmouth there. They, those nice. those fish have taken in well to that lake. I know the the guy at the lodge we were at was saying that uh, there had been many you know five six pounders waiting in at tournaments, you know, uh, earlier I- in the year, which is crazy for texas lake to have some solid smallmouth like that <laughs> I, I could only imagine a, a big smallmouth on that setup that i caught that one on mm-hmm. man that that would be crazy uh, yeah he thought he had a like a a six or seven pound bigger largemouth when he hooked up to that to that smallmouth it was probably that one was probably almost you know three and a half or four pounds it was a it was a it was pretty big to me because i'd never seen one that big you know, in person, because <laughs> I was just like, "Oh man!" Yeah, dude, and they they, <laughs> they fight like crazy. Yes, like like a, a, it seems like a lot of the time when I catch a large mouth, I, you know, there's not a whole lot of fight to it. You can pretty mm-hmm. much just reel it in. Which, granted, I I'm not usually using that little finesse setup. Yeah, but uh, but man, that thing there, it was running left, right, oh yeah, up, down, everywhere. And uh, it was a lot of fun. Have uh have you got a chance to to have you caught a fish on a frog yet? I've I've had some hits on a frog. I've never yeah. actually got a a fish from it. Yeah, there there there's some some that's one of my favorite ways to catch fish. Man, like, it seems to be some of everybody's favorite way to catch fish. That's one know? of them. I just I love them catching them anyway. Like I said, you know, I like to power fish with a worm and Texas rig, punch rig, chatterbait, but man, if I can get early morning frog bites with some over over them mats and they just come up, blow up through it, man, I I love that. I like the like the the walking frogs where I can work them like a topwater and kind of walk the dog with them. The more more kill style body frog, I like those. But man, there's this this one. It's it's not called a frog. It's a uh, strike king. It's a KVD popping perch. It's the pipsqueak one. It's the small one. It's a smaller profile. And it's just, it doesn't have the little streamers like a, like the streamer legs, like a frog. It's got just 
just little rubber skirt like a tail on it you know but it's got the the cupped mouth and it's a smaller profile and it got a there's a color called brown brown gill it's like a green pumpkinish brown blue gill with little orange on it man i absolutely crushed them on that bait this year pretty much everywhere i fished it in florida i fished it down there around the saint mark's river and stuff and i was crushing them there every evening we were catching you know 15 20 fish and you know the last hour before the sun went down just all frog bites all crazy um so yeah stick with it man that's that's a very exciting way to to fish and you know that little small one i don't know what it is about that bait but i called a 22 and a half this year on i called a 2375 and i called a 24 and a half on that little small little pip squeak popping perch um i don't know what it is about that smaller bait in the little openings in the grass but they were just killing it <laughs> I'll tell you what, let, let's dive a little deeper in, into that because, you know, I haven't had anybody on here talking about frog fishing that I can remember. Yeah. So, you know, let, let's dig a little okay. deeper on that. So let, all right. let's start up with the setup. You throw it on, you know, rod, reel, line, all that good stuff. I throw it on a, uh, it's a 7.6 um, Mag 4. It's a Waterloo Rod Company. They're based out of Victoria, Texas, where I live. Um, it's medium heavy. Uh, you know, it's got a little bit of little bit of tip on it but a lot of backbone you know um i throw it on a, a lose uh bb1 pro 8.3 to 1 with 65 pound braid so you can horse them out of that cover so a lot, a lot a lot <laughs> yeah either 50 or 60 uh sometimes with that smaller that pipsqueak popping perch i'll throw it on 50 pound braid it's a little 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 smaller profile you know a little smaller diameter line cast a little better than that 65 pound um yeah, I like, uh, you know, and I, I'm i a big fan. I'll, I'll, I like to target my areas where I think the fish are going to be, um, say, like the openings in the in the grass mats or, or beside like a down tree or something. And then I like that high-speed reel to, to burn it to burn it back to me fast, you know, to get it back so I can make more casts instead of that slower reel retrieve where it takes you a little while to get your bait back. But also you can you – can, uh, with that higher speed, you can get them up and get them on top of the water and get them out of that vegetation quicker and get them up and out because a lot of times those bass will just try to bury deeper back into that grass once you pin them, you know, and they'll come, they can come unstuck, you know. So I like that, that higher speed reel definitely. And then I'll also tell you that a lot of times you'll have missed blowups um, popping that frog and that fish will miss it. A lot of times I'll drop that rod. I'll, I'll have a spinning rod ready with a wacky rig Cinco and throw it right there where I'll miss that fish, and I'll catch that fish with that backup rig. So I'll hey, remember that. That's a big plus, too. Brad Hicks has talked about doing that before with with top water. Have, have uh -huh. something, another setup sitting there. You know, if yep. you miss that fish, toss that in there. But, uh, yep. all right, tell, tell me this. To my knowledge in the areas that I fish, I've never really found a whole lot of grass. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a couple, like, small patches that are, like, you know, maybe a few inches of water with yeah. grass sticking out. But for the most part, I, I haven't seen a whole lot of grass. Like, so what with a frog, where where should I be targeting? Like, should I even use a frog in when I don't really have a lot of grass or should? Yeah, you can find anytime yeah. there's like a any lay downs or something in the water. Um, do y'all have uh cattails cattails that grow up out of the water reeds y'all have any of that not that i'm aware not, of you know yeah, yeah I, I, i'm, you don't I'm have sure any, there's some somewhere around yeah. here but yeah but, uh, any uh, lily pads mm -mm. none yeah no. it's more like rocks and cliff structures and stuff like that huh man it's it's pretty much yeah just you know we got rock we got you know we got a lot of wood structures around yeah. the banks and stuff yeah. that's but, good. Uh, yeah top water i'm usually throwing I'm, i know people are tired of hearing me talk about this but i'm, I'm usually throwing a whopper plopper, whopper plopper. and yeah. you know just toss it up to the bank yeah. and mm -hmm. reel it back and yeah any kind of structure like like down timber or trees or stumps sticking out um i've done with it well with a frog down bulkheads like by boat docks and stuff and the bulkhead sticking out that too same thing. You can burn that whopper plopper down that just as easy or a buzz bait. Same thing. You know, it just, uh, 
yeah, if you get a chance to get down to Gunnersville, then 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 you'll see some grass down there. <laughs> yeah, I need to go down there. I don't, you know, I, I've never been very good at bass fishing, so I've never been able to justify traveling to go fish when I can't even find fish around me. So, uh, you know, since I've been starting to do better this year, mm-hmm. hopefully I'll continue to grow next year. You know, maybe I'll be able to go make a trip somewhere like Gunnersville since I'm so close. Yeah. Uh, what? How? How are you uh, working a frog? Are you just like give it little pops or? Yeah, it depends on which style of frog I'm throwing. Like um, the snag proof makes some pretty cool ones. Um, that have uh, more of a keel body shape that you can actually twitch them like a walking bait and make them zigzag, walk the dog back and forth. And and I fish those in open water, like around no structure sometimes and do pretty well with those then you have some more that are like the the heavier bodied um that that you'll fish on like the thicker mats and actually those i just i don't even twitch the rod tip i just use little quick quick uh uh, quick action like a quarter reel turn or like a quarter reel turn little jerks use the reel um to drag that bait and pop that bait along like it's hopping along that grass mat. And then the ones I like, you know, the Booyah popping pad crasher and then those pop KVD popping perch, uh, river to sea has a good popping frog. Um, you know, those are going to twitch the rod tip, just like you're twitching a pop bar, like, you know, like the, like a chug bait, you know, you're just going to twitch, twitch and pause and twitch, twitch and pause. Sometimes they like it with a longer pause and like the openings of the grass. Um, you know, it's all dependent on how the fish are feeding, but but most of the time I'm gonna be, you know, targeting areas that has some some floating vegetation, duckweed, uh, mats of hydrilla growing up, you know, stuff like that. I'll be looking lily in between lily pads along the edge of lily pads, yeah, timber, and then you'll be able to just you know, twitch and pause, twitch, twitch, pause on them popping frogs, or if you're dragging across the thicker stuff, you know, you'll use your reel just to twitch it with the reel. You know, little little short quarter turns of that reel will, will bring it along top of that matted grass. Yeah, I'm gonna have to uh, try to find me some grass and get better with that. I, I know uh, that hickory or that lake I mentioned earlier, Old Hickory. I've <laughs> Old never hickory. actually fished it before, but I've I've talked to several guys that fish it, and you know, one one guy in particular that uh, that I work with or I should say used to work with them in a different area now, but uh, he uh, does a lot of tournaments out there, or at least he used to, and uh, he, he would, you know, win or, or do at least do really good out there uh, with uh, with throwing a frog on grass. So I know they got grass out there. Got grass there. Yeah, that's the, the best way to go get after that and find that vegetation and, and start experimenting with it, you know. Look, uh, um I give a shout out to tactical bass and, you know, those guys watch some of those YouTube videos. Uh, they're really good and informative on all that stuff. You know, if you're not familiar with the technique, you know, head on over to that tactical bass and YouTube channel and, and, and search through their videos and you'll find it because <laughs> them guys cover a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, I really like their YouTube. I actually need to reach out to them. You know, maybe I can get them to come on here. Yeah. Get them, come on the show, dude. That would be awesome. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. It, it really would. I I do have a, uh, you know, maybe one or two other YouTubers that might be having lined up pretty soon. So sweet, sweet. You know, that I don't want to drop names just in case it falls through. But you know, yeah, I'm I'm uh hoping that everything works out. But uh, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's, that's frog fishing. That's whoo. It gets man. your heart going, boy. <laughs> It might be the wrong time of year to do an episode on frog fishing, but you know, yeah. people, people put it in their pocket for when it gets a little warmer. <laughs> yeah, it's all man, it's finesse baits and stuff. I, I caught a couple on spinner bait the other day. I, I'll throw a spinner bait a lot in the fall and early like this time of year when they're trying to fatten up on shad, you know, get ready for that that real cold push of winter. And uh, you know, I'll throw a spinner bait because you can cover water. You can rule out water pretty quick with that right there. Man, I've I've still never caught a fish on a spinner bait before. 
Oh man, you got to throw yeah. one of them, dude. You got to. Just... I've tried and I, I can't. Are you supposed to just continuously reel it, or you just let it hit the ground and you know, reel a little bit and let it? Depending on the water depth and all that, you know, I'll I'll change, you know, my my speed of my uh, retrieve sometimes, and um, depending on what I'm targeting, you know, the edge of like a grass line or or, or bulkheads or, or docks or like skipping under docks or reeling it out. Or the other day I was catching them in a, like five to seven foot of water. Um, yeah, I caught three of my, my fish the other day on, on, uh, on the Ned rig, but I caught the other two on the, on the spinner bait, you know, spinner bait. I'd done really good at that lake last year, this time of year on a, just a plain white spinner bait, man. And it just, I just hammered them for a couple months on that leading up to a couple tournaments in January, fishing the same time, November and December water temple was about the same. And then those same areas where I, you know, the fish just move, you know, they move around a lot anyways. And, uh, I call, I pulled two fish out there, which I, I, I missed. I had two more bites. So, so four of my bites came on the spinner bait and I caught two of those four bites. Yeah. But I, I think one of my issues with the spinner bait is, you know, I'm cheap. And so I buy <laughs> everything cheap. So all my spinner baits that I have mm-hmm. are the $1 spinner baits from Walmart. So, oh. so Spin- that, that uh, a cheaper spinner bait you can get is the the Strike King, the Hack Attack. I think they're only like two ninety nine or or three twenty nine. They're not they're not that bad. Um, yeah, I'll I'll throw them all day. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I need yeah. to. I, I'm slowly getting into better quality things. So you know I, that might be something that I get into. You know, eventually, maybe maybe by, by spring. You know, I'm just slowly upgrading stuff and getting a little bit better gear yeah getting on up there oh yeah hey you know you got to start somewhere though you know and it's like you know just make yourself one day take two rods take a rod with a spinner bait and take a rod with with like a texas rig worm and just and make yourself fish for that all day long man figure it out yeah i've had this conversation before (laughs) you know you know people you know say that but it's like i get to go fishing like once every two weeks Uh oh oh man okay yeah yeah so when i do get to go out i don't want to set myself up for failure by throwing something that i've never thrown before that's one of my biggest issues right there oh man see i work i work shift work i work a crazy rotating schedule so I actually fish when I get off of graveyards in the morning and then come home and sleep, you know, three, four hours and then go back to work. <laughs> so I'm lucky. I get, I get days off during the week. Oh, a okay. lot. So, so I you mean, get only, the lake to yourself. <laughs> yeah. I get the lake and the, and the bay and the marsh and everything to myself sometimes. Um, granted, you don't see that a lot here. You don't get everything to yourself all the time, but there is less pressure during the week um, being out there on the water. I think there was only, five other um trailers at the ramp the other morning when i fished and that was a friday morning too that was pretty 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 slow day on that lake um right yeah it's 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 a plus to be on the water more so yeah maybe when my kids get a little older i'll be able to you know make a little more time for getting on the water yeah oh yeah family's important yeah and they're still out. young 10 yeah. and 5 yeah so. The five-year-old. The, the thing that, that helps me big time is that my my daughter is 10, but she does go to the – she goes to the same school that my wife teaches at still. So that's makes it a little easier. And then, there's a lot of times where I'll, I'll come home and then make sure she's off, and then I'll, I'll leave after that. But, like, a lot of times if I'm going to fish saltwater, like, I can launch my kayak five minutes from my job site where I work. I mean, I could be in the water in five minutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's real close. Yeah. yeah, see, I, I'm i pretty close to some some decent areas where I work at, but I live like 45 minutes from my work. So That's me. I'm 45 minutes uh, <laughs> from my job. So it's a lot easier for me to fish over there instead of coming home, loading up, and, and going back. It's easier for me to take my stuff to work at night and then fish in the morning and then – you know, a lot of times I'll plan it out where I can get back and get her lunch and do whatever. But, you know, it, you got to, you know, you got to 
take a break from the fishing every now and then to focus on the family. <laughs> yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah, uh, my next kayak, I want to get something where I can like put my son in it. You know. Yeah. Take him out there with me. Hopefully, he won't give me a hook in the face. <laughs> yeah, my daughters want me to get a a, a bite, one of the the smaller jackets, yeah. uh, and get her on the water too. She she's paddled my Liska a couple times, but I think that bite would be a little little better for. Her. Yeah, I've I've thought about you know my daughter. She's the ten year old, and uh, I've thought about you know getting her little something where she can go out with me. You know, my son's five, so he's not really big enough, I don't think, to get his own kayak. But if I could get a bigger kayak with more room, you know, I might be able to put him in there with me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. She likes to fish. She outfished me the last time we went. Put a spanking <laughs> on What <her. laughs> yeah. Was that a – that made you uh, <laughs> feel ashamed or, or did you make you no. a proud dad moment? No, I was proud dad. We were both had our rods out. I mean, we were throwing, you know, night crawlers. Yeah. You know, catching, you know, shell cracker, red ear sunfish, and uh, and small channel cats. But she was, she was putting a spanking on me. She got her own rod. I mean, I had her a rod, like had her own like rod made, just pink with turquoise wraps on the guides, and it's got oh, the, man. the titanium <laughs> recoils. It's, I mean, it's a it's a nice little six foot rod. I mean, I could use it throwing soft plastics in for the you know, saltwater side. And she's set this up. Little HP bite. Oh yeah. She's got, still got a little push button, you know, she got to yeah. figure it all out. You know, she, she, she likes to go, you know, certain times, you know, every now and then, all right, dad, we need to go. We need to go to the lake. Coletto. We're about 20 minutes from uh Coletto Creek reservoir. That's my closest lake I can fish. Um, and that's, uh, it's another little power plant lake, uh, near our, near my hometown here, uh, where I live in Texas. And it's it's pretty fun, you know. There's a little pier we can take her out on, and, and she, she likes to fish. Um, she's not quite putting her own worms on her hook yet, and all that. <laughs> yeah, but you know, she still she wants to get there. out there. She, she wants to get out there. That's cool. She wants to get out there. Yeah, that's that's really awesome there. Man, ah, bass fishing, man, it's just fun. I just something about them them green fish. You know, I I do like my salt water, but. You know, as a kid, that's all I did was bass fish. Like I said, I'd run around from pond to pond, and you could ride my bike everywhere, and then that was that was the deal, catching those bass and making want to break that PB. I want to get one bigger. I want to get one bigger. And that's how it is now. I just want to chase, and, and my kayak PB is a little over nine pounds. Um, so I want, to, I want to get one bigger than that. My biggest fish is a 13-2. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I caught that one when I was young on a wild shiner we had some wild shiners in one of our ponds uh, that we would target so we catch them on a bread ball and then uh fishing some reeds in the back of this this small lake it's probably only about 40 acres um and just saw her on the she was spawning you know sitting on a bed and i'd anchor that shiner on that bed and she's she swallowed that whole shiner sideways you know so it's like i always want to I don't know if I'm ever going to top that on a kayak. <laughs> uh, I, I bet that would be a fun fight. Ooh, man. Might go on a little bit of a sleigh ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, man, it's, you know, I, I didn't realize that, that bass fishing on a kayak was, was this big. You know, I've been kayak fishing for, what, six or seven years, and I just really started bass fishing on a kayak last year in January. So in 2018, it's almost two years I've been bass fishing, like really hardcore, you know. Yeah. I had bass fish all my life. It just I just didn't <sighs> realize it was that big on the kayak side of things, man. Until yeah, it's blown up. It's blown up and it's just growing and growing. I mean, in here we see it here too on the coast too. Um, on the saltwater side of things, it's the same way. I mean, this there's three different trails for redfish trails here. I, I'll tell you what, dudes. When I was, it was like when I first started bass fishing about six years ago, uh, you know, within the first year or two, uh, the buddy of mine that took me bass fishing for the first time, you know, we went in his boat, but he had a couple kayaks too. And he's like, let's go hit the creek sometime in the kayaks. I was like, yeah, I, I think it was, yeah, it was already a year or two in. I didn't bought myself a John boat with a trolling motor. I was like, 
why would I want to go out on a kayak when I got a boat with a trolling motor? You know, and I, I don't, I'm lazy. I don't want to have to do manual work to get myself to go. You know, I can hit a button and go. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I, I never ended up going with them. I, I, I think I told them that I would, but for some reason we never ended up going, but man, I wish I would have been able to go back then and yeah, got into yeah. it sooner because dude, I've just, I've only been kayaking for what this is my second year. Mm. So yeah. And I've just fallen in love with it. It's, it's awesome. Oh yeah. It's awesome. Being, being that close to the action. I mean, you know, you never know when that fish is following your bait all the way back to your kayak and it just decides to slam that, that top water right right in front of your face. You're like, yes. right there. Yeah. Yes. I, man, I missed a fish earlier this year uh, where it came up to hit the whopper plopper as soon as I lifted it out of the water. Yeah. It, it had to be a good fish. I, I won't guarantee you it was a five or six pounder. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. That's fun when they come up like that. Woo. Yeah, it's in, so it was in there hot. Me. They fresh right there. So they're going to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It soaked me when it splashed. Oh, I imagine. I imagine. But yeah, hey, man, uh, I appreciate you coming on here and everything. I'm oh, yeah. Wrapping it up. Right uh, on, man. Yeah. It's good times, man. It's always a plus to talk about fishing and fishing out of kayak. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And, uh, and, and welcome to the team, man. You know. Oh, yeah. It's, it's going to be real interesting. Uh, to hear more saltwater type stuff on, on paddle and fin now. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. I got some I got some guests lined up. I'm gonna try to try to get some stuff going. Uh might be having some international guests on there. I'm trying to reach out to some some people over across the pond there. Uh hopefully we're gonna do it because them guys are nuts. <laughs> but I have some good guests coming up, man. I got I got a uh couple good good guys that transition just like me back and forth from saltwater to bass fishing so there, there'll be some good insight on that and it, it should be good good deal coming up i'm stoked to be on the team it's a good good deal we got a got a full schedule of shows that covers pretty much everything anybody wants to listen to <laughs> oh man we got we got everything you know if, if you're in the kayak fishing at all you know we got something for you here on paddle and yeah. Ben. Paddle and Finn Network. <laughs> yeah, it's what it is now. There's man, there's a show almost every day of the week now. <laughs> At least through the work week. Yeah, through the work week. Yeah. Every now and so then you, we got a weekend episode pops up. Yeah, you got windshield time. You're sitting in that car seat driving, got a long trip. Uh, do like me. You're driving to a tournament or driving to work. You know, like you, I'm 45-minute drive. Man, I pop in them fresh podcasts, you know. This and everybody, yeah. what everybody's got going on, man. There's some good stuff out there, a lot of knowledge. And, you know, uh, I hope, I mean, if I just help one person from what I said tonight, I know, uh, you know, I might not be the best bass fisherman out there, but, you know, any little thing can help. So if I help one person tonight, I'm I'm happy with that. <laughs> I, I feel you that, you know, that's my, my segment. I, I enjoy it because I get to learn and also, you know, feel like, you know, I'm helping other people too. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Oh yeah. But, uh, cool, man. <laughs> but yeah, y'all check out, uh, check out Dustin every other Wednesday on his segment here on Paddle and Finn and, uh, hear about some saltwater fishing, some of the things they got going on out there in Texas and wherever else his guests are when he interviews them and all that. Um, Yep. You want to go through the motions and shout out sponsors and all that good stuff? Nah, we don't have to do all that. <laughs> <laughs> I just Man. want to thank I'll thank I'll thank uh you know Jay and uh everybody Brian bringing me on, man. Uh I'm stoked yeah, to man, be part of the team. I'm happy for everybody bring me on, you know, and just thanks for thanks for that. You know, it's all good, man. I'm just I'm excited. <laughs> Damn, we're glad to have you, brother. Cool deal, man. Cool deal. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it, dude. Yeah, man. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for coming on and everything. But, uh, yeah, everybody. Appreciate you listening. Tight lines, smooth paddling.
Did you know you could help support the podcast by going to patreon.com forward slash paddle, the letter N, and fin. You could also do so by going to anchor.fm forward slash paddle, the letter N, and fin. Go check out the website, guys, paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Also check out YouTube, youtube.com forward slash paddle and fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're doing giveaways, announcements, things like that at Facebook and Instagram at paddle and fin. Shout out to our show supporters, Rocktown Adventures, Loveland Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Fish Mob Lures, TRC Covers, Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com. You can put the Paddle and Fin logo right on your catchboard. Don't forget to go over and pick up your Jig Masters jigs. Use promo code PNF20 and save 20% today. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. It helps grow the audience, helps others find our podcast. So please drop a five-star rating in on the podcast platform you're listening on. Don't forget about the Recycled Plastics program, you guys. Take your used plastic baits, put them in an envelope, mail them to the address in the show notes. Our man Eric Richards at Hammered Lures melts those down, makes new baits, and donates them to various chapters of Heroes on the Water. 